Hello again. This is Digging for Something, and I am your host again, JJ. So it's been a pretty good few days for uh, the professional sports teams I root for. And when I say a few days, I'm probably talking from Wednesday uh, through Friday. And uh, you know, first on Thursday, the Miami Dolphins, they, they won their first game of the season rather convincingly. I mean, they, they were going against Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not a juggernaut or anything. But you know, this is professional sports where the uh, – the uh, motto is any given Sunday, which means any team can win any any game. Um, the best team can lose to the worst team. It, it's happened before and it'll happen again. So every win is a good win. And uh, the team looked good offensively, defensively. It uh, wasn't it wasn't even close. Um, most games, a player two or three can really determine <laughs> the. Uh, the the actual uh, results of the game. Um, sometimes those three plays go your way, and it's a convincing win. Uh, sometimes those you know few plays can <laughs> make you lose badly, or you you know you get one or two out of the three, and it's a very close game. So uh, every win is good win. Um, who knows how their season is going to turn out? Um, quarterback's always a uh, a position that we hope we can have somebody who can be the next Dan Marino or close to it. But uh, we'll see how it goes. And um, it's only three games in the season, um, so there are still uh, thirteen games left. And who knows what happens with COVID if it's going to interrupt the season? So. Uh, but a good win for the Miami Dolphins. And um, for the first time in 17 years, the Miami Marlins, former Florida Marlins, are in the playoffs. Yes, this is a very weird year, um, you know, especially with baseball. Um, it's almost, it's basically, the season was cut short, uh, you know, two and a half times the number of games. Uh, or the number of games were actually two and a half have times of a full season. Um, so, you know, if they would have played 162 instead of 60, who knows how it would have uh, gone. But it doesn't matter because they did what they had to do. They uh, clinched the playoff berth and um, you know, they're a wild card team and they've only made it to the playoffs twice. Both times they won the World Series and both times they uh, they were wild card teams. And uh, this team itself is 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 a little bit similar to the team that won the 2003 World Series, where they have some really good young pitching who can be dominant. Uh, I don't think they come close to hitting, um, but their young pitching might actually be better than uh, they were in 2003. So uh, it can be exciting. They can go deeper. They might lose in the first round. You never know, but. Uh, good for the Marlins. Um, they have had many down years, but uh, you know, gives us uh, something to root for. And uh, the Miami Heat, they are up against the Celtics on Wednesday. They were up three-one, and uh, needing only one more win to to get to the NBA Finals. 
So, which I haven't gone to since 2014. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, it didn't work out well Friday. They uh, lost. Uh, they, they were up the, the first half. They they looked like they they were gonna they were gonna pull the game out, but I don't know what happened in the second half. It just <laughs> it uh, the game did not end very well. Um, they, they lost, and uh, they lost pretty badly, <laughs> if, I, if I may say. Um, which was extremely disappointing. Um, uh, hopefully, they they take that loss personally, and uh, on Sunday they go ahead and and finish out the series. Uh, right now they're up three two, and um, I had two choices. I could have watched the Miami Heat uh, potentially clinch a the uh, their birth into the NBA Finals, or watch the Miami Marlins clinch a playoff berth. I picked the wrong one. I chose the Miami Heat, and I should have watched the Marlins instead, since uh, they uh, they uh, they had a better game. It was actually an exciting game with the extra innings, and they won and clinched their berth. Well, the Heat lost and forced to play another game. So uh, it's still exciting. Um, now sports, my, my teams are, are doing well, um, so I'll, I'll continue to watch. Now, I'm going to talk about a topic that I wasn't sure if I would discuss because things that are going on in this country, it's like, if you don't think one way, you're you're basically against um, the, the freedoms that we have, which is freedom of speech freedom of expression, um, as long as they don't hurt anybody, it seems like those are going out the window, probably, you know, it's almost, I've said it before, it's like we're, we're proceeding to be a communist society, um, because you can only have one um, frame of thought, if it's, if it's not with uh, whatever is the, the vocal, whether it's majority, minority, or minority, it's, uh, you know, you're against it. And uh, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how logical you are. Um, if you're not for, you're automatically against and and shunned, which which leads to the cancel culture and all that garbage that I hate. So, so I want to talk a little about uh, Breonna Taylor, who was the, the black EMT female uh, who was killed during a failed um, execution of a search warrant. Um, this was in Louisville, Kentucky. And unfortunately, it was it was an incident that received a lot of headlines and um, very polarizing. Um, it's a very sad, unnecessary death. Uh, her only crime, from what I know of, is she she knew the wrong people, which we're all guilty of that. Uh, we all have known or know or are related to, um, you know, unsavory characters. <laughs> and uh, that seemed to be her only crime. Um the police were executing a search warrant. It was a no-knock warrant, and um, and 
she was killed. Now, there's been a lot and people asking for justice and um, wanting the cops arrested and uh, having them tried. Uh, they called it murder. Um, and, uh, you know, you basically, if you don't agree with that, you're, you know, you're, you're called different names. I'll just say it like that. And, um, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, they were on, um, the TNT basketball, um, I think it was a pregame show. And, uh, when they were discussing Breonna Taylor, the incident, uh, Charles Barkley stated that. In this particular incident, you you cannot lump it in with uh, with George Floyd and um, oh I'm sorry I I'm having a brain fart right now I can't remember the second name he said um, that it, it was completely different and it, it it should not be lumped in um, and then Shaquille O'Neal basically agreed with him and there was a, a lot of pushback and. Um, people criticizing them, um, some question their blackness, question many things about them, uh, got personal, um, and many stated that they should not be allowed to speak for black people because of uh, their status, I guess, you know, because they're well off. <laughs> but, um, so they received a lot of criticism and you know me, I, I hate the mob mentality. I, it, it drives me nuts. And this is all this is. It's the mob mentality going against them because no matter how much truth, logic, or it makes sense what they say, if you're against what others believe, you're just against. It doesn't matter, which is obviously ridiculous. Um, and I mean, to, to a lesser extent, I've kind of felt or uh, experienced some of this before. Um, back at the turn of the century, uh, the most recent one, not, the, not into 1900, um, you know, from 1900 to 2000, um, there was a, I have mentioned before about my Cuban heritage. So there was a group of defectors that um, voted into Miami and uh, not all of them made it. Uh, there was a mother and child. Uh, Elian Gonzalez was a child. His mother uh, passed away, unfortunately, uh, trying to seek freedom. And uh, Elian Gonzalez made it. And um, his father was still in Cuba. And basically, through um, political channels, it was stated that his father wanted you know, since his mother had passed away, his father wanted him to return to Cuba and live with him. Um, and the Cuban community uh, was not having it. And there were protests and um, many things that were, were just annoying. And, you know, it, many of these protests, when you do things, you turn people against you. Uh, when you. When you basically block traffic on an expressway, People are, are going against you. And just when you set fires, people are going to go against you. Um, that's just the way it is. It's a uh, small mindedness that's being used. Um, and they were trying to block the U.S. government from taking Elian Gazaz and returning him to Cuba. Um, let's just say it, uh, 
it it became an ugly situation and he was taken by force um and of course the the, uh, the Cuban community was not happy with that um and i I didn't. I did not agree with the protests and things like that. My personal opinion, and especially now, now that I'm a father. Back then, I wasn't. Um, if the mother passed away, and if the father, the biological father, wants his son back, you got to give him his son back. There's nobody else who can say you can't have him, unless he's a, a criminal, an abuser, um, you know, about to die. You can't go against that. And um, I was. I was not Cuban enough, or I was ashamed of my Cuban heritage because I was against it. And it was really annoying because my points were my points, respect my points. But because I didn't, I didn't succumb to the mob, um, I was vilified for it. I mean, I, that might be a strong word, but yeah, you, know, you get the gist of it. And um, yeah, the Cuban population here uh, was, was saying that uh, the Cuban government using as a pawn, but so were the people here. He was a pawn of the politics of both sides. Um, and in the end, for me, yeah, that's that was his father. His father wanted him returned. That's just the way it is. Um, you 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 can't stop it. And just like here, uh, if a, if a mother passes away, even if the father was not living with them. Um, and, uh, there's no agreement of what happens if the mother dies and the father wants the child, what happens? The father gets the child, unless there is a legal reason or a more reason why the, ch uh, the, the father should not have him. Um, they're going to have the child and, uh, it, it was a very annoying time and, um, you know, my mother and I had many disagreements and other uh, other people who were from Cuba or first generation Americans with a Cuban background didn't always agree. Uh, obviously, there were some who who agreed with me or saw my point. But, you know, when it becomes that polarizing, uh, some people have tunnel vision or just blinders on. And it's either their way, it's either with them or you're against them. Doesn't matter. There's no gray area. Um, so that, that was my little experience dealing with the mob. And, uh, in this particular case, I, I mean, I agree with Shaquille O'Neal and, uh, and, um, Charles Barkley. I, I do. I don't think you can lump them in. Um, it's not the same as, as George Floyd. Um, and I mean, I remember when my younger days, Rodney King, uh, and caught on camera beaten by the police and the police were they actually went to trial but were found not guilty and that was a travesty because you see it on there was no reason for the beating they gave rodney king so um you know those rodney king george floyd uh the other name charles barkley is no it, it is different um any person of color or just person who who dies in, in the hands of uh, the police it's it's not the same thing and uh you know there's other incidents that i, I can mention um but i don't want to talk about e each and every one uh but the, the ones that are malicious in nature those are the ones that should be talked about and um 
and uh, really be brought to the forefront. Not every person who dies at the hands of law enforcement is the same. There's different degrees. It's not black or white. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you know racism. You know, black and white. It's not black and white. It's there's so many shades of gray, and we we should not be lumping this in. Um, the police officers were executing a search warrant, which was obtained through the proper channels. Everything was in policy. Um, so there was a shooting. And they, the police were shot at first. So what happens? They uh, they return fire. Um, so it's it was not it was not a criminal. There was no maliciousness involved here. Uh, the police, when executing this warrant, it was not their intent for somebody to die. That was not their intent. Um, so it was not criminal, and they should not have been charged criminally. Now, another officer was charged criminally because uh, he, you know, with, he just started shooting blindly into a neighboring apartment, um, which, you know, there's there's very specific protocols when uh, firing a gun um, and, and you firing it, you know, you, you can't fire. If somebody has 50 people behind them, and they have a gun, you are not shooting them because if you miss, you're going to hit other people. So that was the only charge that was filed um, because the officers who were returning fire, it was not a criminal matter. Um, now, the politics of it was was what was trying, trying to turn into a criminal matter. Um, but if they followed the policies, and the procedures, the protocols that are set forth, it's not a criminal matter. It becomes a civil matter. Uh, just like car accidents, aviation accidents, workplace tragedies, um, even at home where, um, where a neighbor goes, child drowns in a pool. Um, now, those are not criminal matters. Those are civil matters. When there's no malice involved, it's not a criminal negligence. So it becomes a civil matter. And what happens in civil matters? You go to court and you file a, a suit. They, I, I don't think it ever made it to court, but the family received a $12 million settlement from the city. Now, I know it, it doesn't make up for losing a, a sister, um, a daughter, a friend, on a cousin, it doesn't make up for it, but that that is the remedy in situations like that. And believe me, I'm sure if I was involved, if I was there, somebody in in my family was killed like that, I'd be raising hell as well. Uh, so I do understand it. I I definitely understand you you want you want justice, you you want accountability, but there's. There's a way to do it and a way not to do it. And you just because the mob thinks there should be charges doesn't mean there should be charges if it's not criminal. Um, the officers, who know, I don't know what their their um, their history is, um, but, but I know that they they weren't looking to kill anybody that day. Uh, there was no malice. Um, they just faced a situation they weren't expecting, and it turned tragic. Um, what happens in these situations are 
the policies, the protocols are what have to be analyzed and changed for the protection. And that's what happened. Um, no knock warrants were, were banned. Um, the way warrants are, 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 um, requested and approved, uh, there's, there's more protocols in place. So those type of changes are what, what comes with these situations. And, um, you know, it's sad that it, it took a tragedy to change things. Um, but the, the, the change is being implemented, which is what we're looking at as part of the movement. So I don't agree with uh, many people who've come out and criticized Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and uh, those who, you know, the lawyer Benjamin Crump, who is now becoming one of those lawyers that is always the first one there when things happen. Um, you know, just like Gloria Allred or uh, Jose Baez, um, you know, their their names are there and they get lumped with everything and they get their, and of course they question everything and the lawyers know the law, um, but it becomes, you know, part of their, their, uh, their platform. Um, so even though they probably understood it's not going to happen because it wasn't criminal, they have to get in there. Um, and, you know, the, the celebrities and the athletes who have mentioned about defunding police or abolish the police, you know, it, it's great to say that, but when you need the police, you'll be, they will be begging for them to come because who's protecting these celebrities and these athletes, the police, who's escorting them, the police, who's investigating, um, when there was threats, the police, you know, somebody who says abolish the police. If somebody breaks in their house, who are they calling? They're not calling Uncle John. They're calling 911 to have the police out there. And if you want to abolish the police, don't. Don't call. You know, handle it yourself. You need the police. It's moronic to even suggest to abolish the police. And this is, and some of it's a matter of semantics. Let's abolish the the police and create different departments. And so you're going to have departments that do the exact same thing without the name of police, <laughs> you know, public service um, officers or something like that, where, yeah, they, they, uh, they might not be called the police, but <laughs> if, if, if there's a crime, they're the ones who are going to be called. So it, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it is sad. Um, Brianna Taylor did not deserve to lose her life. She did not. Um, and it's a very unfortunate incident. Um, I'm sure all the officers involved would love to jump in a time machine and have a do-over, um, but they can't. Uh, it's, but at the end of the day, it's, it wasn't criminal. It was a civil dispute. And... That's why there was a settlement. So Benjamin Crump can talk all he wants about justice wasn't served, but um, he was boasting about that $12 million settlement. Uh, so maybe criminal justice wasn't served um, because it wasn't there, but civil justice was. So that $12, $12 million settlement just shows that they're, they're handling the events that took place could have been avoided.
and uh, all the changes and things that come from it. And it doesn't happen overnight. Remember that. It does not happen overnight. It takes time to initiate these types of changes. So have to allow the time for these changes to take place and not be forced to you know, rush things in, having all these bills and things like that. Um, it, it's either, if the choice is do it quick or do it right, let's do it right. Might take a little time, but let's do it right. Um, I'm sure my uh, opinions on this won't be agreed to by many or by everybody, but um, I have no problem debating this with logic um, and my own facts to back it up. Um, if somebody thinks differently, that's they're entitled to. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to yell. Um, I could agree to disagree. And unfortunately, the mob, that's not their... Uh, that's not that we're thinking. So let's let's end the mob, first of all. Um, let's bring dialogue, let's bring debate back into this country and differences, um, respecting differences. Let's bring it back into this country um, because we're losing that and we're losing it in many different ways. So uh, hopefully that will return. Now from there, <sighs> You know what? Let me uh, let me take a little water break uh, before I go into this one. So, our current president Donald Trump is already claiming election fraud and basically saying that. Uh, The mail-in ballots are already um, subject to fraud, and um, he thinks the Democrats are are stuffing mail-ins or other people getting involved um, to push the mail-in ballots against him. Now, mail-in ballots have been used for decades. They, I mean, they even they, I believe, they started in the Civil War. Uh, during those years. So mail-in ballots is nothing new. Um, so to bring it up now that there's fraud and there can be fraud involved when technology, when um, the number of eyes watching things isn't what it was decades ago and they weren't questioned. So to already kind of plant that seed that um that there is already fraud taking place and it's because of the mail-in ballots. Um, I don't know who's in his ear basically saying um, the mail-in ballots are probably mostly going to go against him. So he has to plant that seed that it's, um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fraud involved. Now I have mentioned about his thin skin being a huge weakness of his. And it is, it still is. But another weakness is his arrogance. Um, that is definitely a fault of his. And let's be honest, all politicians uh, have this arrogance about them. Uh, they wouldn't run for president if they didn't have that arrogance. Um, and you know, just like athletes, ego and arrogance, you, you kind of need some of that to be great at what you do. 
um, which is fine. But the overt arrogance, that is a fault. And that is what he he is definitely displaying uh, right now. Um, and like I've, I stated earlier, where, you know, sometimes you turn people against you with the way you, you conduct yourself, um, you know, with these protests. And there, there's probably a lot of people still on the fence, you know, maybe 15% of the people who are intending to vote. They may still be on the fence about uh, who they're going to vote for. But with all this noise, now, a lot of his rhetoric they can probably ignore. Um, but this is something that may turn off a lot of people. Um, they just think might think it's ridiculous and questioning. You know, if somebody who works in the post office is on the fence, he might be pushing them against them because he's basically questioning <laughs> their uh, industry. So uh, when you, when you go so deep into something that really is not. It's not proven, is not, um, it's probably doesn't have a lot of substance behind it. You're going to lose people. And in his mind, if he loses, there has to be fraud because he can't lose. It's that overt arrogance of his. Um, you know, sometimes you have to accept loss. And uh, there's things you can control and things you can't control. Um, and he just, in his mind, doesn't believe he, he can or will lose. And if he, it is, if he loses, it's because of, of the fraud that's taken place. And it's it's no different than um, a lot of the Democrats who, who claim there was foreign interference, which led to him uh, winning the last election. And, of course, he fought heavily against it, saying that there was no foreign interference. Um and I guess this is going to be the the uh, topic every four years. Uh, it's always going to be about fraud, and because people, can, you know, because the results aren't the results. Um, and he he vehemently denied foreign interference claims. Um, he accused the Democrats of throwing it out there just to discredit him, but he's doing the same thing. He's it's no different. He's already trying to trying to lay it there already, to, so that if um, if he loses, it has to be fraud, um, and it's it's ridiculous and it's really unfortunate. And one of the problems is that it's going to be a political chip that's that seems to be used now. There were a lot of things, and when the impeachment hearings took place, there was a lot of taxpayer money, a lot of time that was being used to impeach him when the end result was already known. He was going to be impeached by a Democratic um, House and, uh, and acquitted by a Republican Senate. Everybody knew that. So why go through the motion and why? So you're having Congress and you're having the president basically focusing on something that is not going to matter. 
this was when COVID was taking place. Um, you know, many other um, issues were out there, but because of where we are in politics, this is this it's what it turned into, and all it was doing was failing the citizens of this country because the verdict the outcome was already known and anybody watching it knew it. It was much watch TV, but at the end, it doesn't mean anything. So we waste time and resources that could have been used to help this country. And, but that's, you know, that's, if we don't agree with, if our politicians don't agree with uh, the choices, then they have to claim. And this is, this is the same thing that Donald Trump is doing. He's he's putting that out there um, because, yeah, he, it's a preemptive strike. And um, so, you know, you're going to have both sides climbing on this issue and uh, making it a much bigger issue than it is. And um once again, waste time, waste resources, and removing focus from what really matters. And like I said, I've voted uh, for almost you know, 30 years in presidential elections. Not everybody I voted for has won the vote, and others have. And I've accepted each time, each time my, the candidate I voted for did not win, it was the uh, the other person who won. I accepted it. That that was the president of this country, and um, and that is my mindset today. No matter who wins, and if it's not the person I, I voted for, doesn't matter. That's the person that was elected. That's going to be the president. But to fight, and I, I think it really started with uh, George Bush and Al Gore. Um, that's when the results of elections really started to be questioned. And so that was, I think, the first time that it was challenged. And not every election after has been challenged like that, but, you know, I think we've had three three of the last five that have been challenged like that. And um, all it does is divide a country that already has division issues. Um, All that rhetoric from both sides, it just creates the divisiveness that is in this country. So our politicians are failing us. Um, The... The Democrats who did not accept the the election results um, when Donald Trump was voted in, they let us down. Donald Trump, right now, he's already letting us down. Let the results speak for themselves. And no matter what happens, this is a term I use a lot, and I will continue using it. No matter what happens, accept and move on. President Trump, if you win the election, we'll have you for another four years. If you lose this election, lose with dignity, lose with class, and do what you can to 
have a, a respectful, respectable transition, accept the results, and move on. Not many people can say they were president of this country. You were able to do it for four years. You may get another four years. You may not. But whatever are the results, accept and move on. That's one of my favorite terms. And um, President Trump, I advise you to uh, to um, make a sign and look at it all the time because at the end of the day, that has to be done. Accept and move on. And with that, I will end this episode. Um, if you have any comments, feedback, t- topics, you know, anything, you know, feel free to send me an email at uh, diggingforsomething at AOL.com. I love that AOL. Um, and it's digging the number four something at AOL.com. If you happen to be listening via the Anchor app, you can always leave me a voice message. Uh, I will listen to it, good, bad, or indifferent. I'd be happy to receive any voice message you send. And with that, I thank you for listening to this episode of Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.